You're listening to The Mando Show, weekly podcast and review of Disney Plus's The Mandalorian. This week we take a look at Season 2, Chapter 10, The Passenger. Welcome back, everybody, to the Mando Show. This week we are talking about Chapter Ten, the Passenger of the Mandalorian, and I liked it. It was fun. Next on the list, though, <laughs> I thought we were going to get a song from Joe. I have to interject. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm like, where is it, Joe? Like, I am the pa- nothing. Dude, it's the beginning of the episode. Nothing. I know, but that has never stopped you before. I'm like, wait for Life it. Life is a highway. <laughs> something, right? I'm the passenger. Something, sorry. nothing. Okay, anyway, sorry. I hate you. I know. <laughs> Always I'm bet on Mando. There? Passenger 57? Huh? <laughs> nothing? Okay. Wow. Cool. All right. I'll be back next week. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> hey, people, these are the jokes. Okay. Anyway, um... To the right of me is the ever-present Udi Alvarado, Star Wars fan and podcaster. Across the table from me is the one, the only... Five Show Joe, unapologetic fanboy and fellow podcaster and editor and puppy sitter right now. Nice. And to the right of me is... Chad, the resident Mandalorian... Perfect as always, and then there's me, Derek Alvarado, father of two tattoo artists and Star Wars fan for life. So, we got our first episode of the new season out. We have a few comments from there we want to read out before we get into this week's <laughs> chapter 10. So, Joey, yeah, and I gotta kind of apologize because uh, I mispronounced um. Uh, one of our comments was on our initial like uh, chapter nine spoiler thread, and uh, um, listener Sasquatch seventy nine uh, mentioned uh, Raylan mm-hmm. character from Justified, mm-hmm. or was it Deadwood? It's one of uh, Timothy Oliphant's. Justified, uh, yeah. Either way, both of those characters are interchangeable for Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I read it wrong, and I figured, hey, we're sci-fi, so I read it as Rylon, and, it, and on the show, I started to confuse so. A uh, little apologize on that little flub, but uh, thanks for calling it out. And um, let's see. But for our uh, episode that we actually put out, we got a comment from Dietaphobe. Uh Thanks for all the interactions you do. Uh, he wrote, I was thinking the fighting ring weapons were a throwback to Knights of the Old Republic, uh, stun-edged weapons. The Bantha trick was also uh, in Knights of the Old Republic. I read the Windig books and a fan of Oliphant, so I hope, uh, so I like Vance. Uh, I hope we get more of him in the future. And I agree. Uh, great yep, character. Me too. Yep. And uh, very cool. So, I mean, that was a, we, that was the one comment uh, that we got uh, for our, our episode. But, uh, yeah, definitely. And we got more of the spoiler comments that we'll get to uh, once we get through with the, the episode here. But, yeah, if, if, you want, if you guys comment on our uh, uh, recaps and everything, yeah, definitely let us know. We'll, we'll still read those on the, the show. All right. Thanks, Joey. Cool. So, The Passenger. Man. Um, 
There's one thing I noticed right away about this episode. Well, I mean, I guess not right away, but as the episode progressed was the music this time around. I noticed, uh, and I'm not the only one. My kids noticed it too. They're like, the music's the same, but different, dad. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought they, they did a good job, uh, changing that up a little bit. I mean, but you know, Ludwig is, is a genius when it comes (laughs) to the music, apparently. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about that music? No, I agree, and I'm I'm actually really disappointed that uh, we're not getting the uh, episode soundtracks on Spotify like we did last year. Mm-hmm. Because I noticed that from episode one, it's like we're getting the themes, but now we're getting them almost like tracks, their own little separate. And so uh, the music in the first episode, uh, chapter nine, was great. This was actually really good too. I mean, it's, it's like we almost got a tiny theme because uh, almost like little nursery innocence style. Uh, we got even a hint. Uh, this is kind of going deep into the episode, but we got a little hint of even like a, a nod to the March of the Resistance from the Force Awakens soundtrack uh, with the X-Wing pilots, Sense of the New Republic. Um, yeah, the mo- the music really stood out. And I'm like I said, he laid that groundwork in uh, season one. Now it's like, all right, here are the themes, but now here's like new stuff. And it, it, it's fitting with the what we're getting uh, story-wise perfectly, mm-hmm. as usual. You see, and I felt differently about the innocent sounding music when uh, <laughs> Tiny was on there doing his shenanigans because it definitely felt like it was a more mischievous vibe, uh, which he was clearly up to this entire episode. <laughs> Starting to make me feel a little different about the little guy. Gotta say, I don't. Yeah. I wonder if it's the influence of watching Mando take out all the people that he takes <laughs> out. So. That that might have something to do with it. Well, I think, and the reason why I went with innocence is because the first time we see him looking at the the eggs it, it's more and the, the music's playing and it, it gives it it's like more of a wonder mm-hmm. and he's looking at him like oh is there a connection with him because even like when he gets there very you know he presses his face mm-hmm. that was ca- so cute and kind of makes like a move nose yeah, was, was... but it looks like he has like a connection to him or something yeah they had that like music shift where he touches it and they start going to him and yeah. it has like that mist you're like oh my god what's he doing to the eggs he's doing some force power yeah no he's just hungry no yeah no it's yeah. kid in the candy store look for sure because mm-hmm. he just wants to eat and frog is clearly his favorite meat food because he just could not how many how many do you suppose he ate of those things we saw three i said no, i'm gonna go I yeah think it was four 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 pretty sure it was four mm-hmm. and i'm pretty sure he had at least one or two before that so <laughs> and i love good. when like they're sitting down to eat and he has like his little tray of whatever food din gives them and he's just like i, I want this <laughs> yeah yeah oh Wait, well, and, and like even the very last scene we see him like the frog lady looks at him puts like, her I arms know, around yeah. the container like <laughs> you are not a nice thing You're i evil. got my eye on you he's like well yeah. i still got one <laughs> yeah yeah man Definitely a uh, uh, little bit of a terror for the f- poor frog lady for all that she went through. Yeah, Tiny was a hungry little guy. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes me wonder how often Mandel- Mandel's got to feed him, right? <laughs> yep. He's got to feed him more often than just... Yeah, but the theme for Tiny has been he wants to eat everything. I mean, he does it again later in the episode. I'm like, no, you're not going to... Oh, yeah, you are. Okay, well, there you go. Yep. Every time he got a chance, he was eating those eggs. Yep. That was... He's a growing boy. Well, no, I'm talking about the other egg coming out of... Or the other mm-hmm. thing coming out of that... Oh, yeah. ...cocoon. I'm like, yeah. ugh. 
<laughs> yeah. There was a, a lot of eating and napping in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> or attempts at, at napping anyways. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what happens when you can't travel in hyperspace. True. Hashtag yeah. What else naps. can you do? <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. It gets pretty boring. Yep. So uh, I did like how this episode also started with uh, tattooing. It's right, basically right off of where uh, it left off from last week. Mm-hmm. You yeah. think you're going to get what you want and uh, he, none of it. It was like, <laughs> it was almost like when it started on tattooing with him on the swoop bike, I was like, oh my God, it's going to happen. We're going to get more Boba Fett right away. <laughs> and then they show the bounty hunters and I was like, okay, sure. Maybe he's still coming. Like he'll save the day. No. It's his gang. No, it's not. No. 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 It's still a great fight scene, though. Dude, that fight scene was awesome. Yeah, yeah. That fight scene was really good. Uh, the the special effects for how that thing falls apart and he recovers his landing. Oh yeah. Watching Tiny roll on the ground though. Uh-huh. But know, like, like so he recovers the landing and then it just goes flying past him. Yep. That was so cool to see. Yep, that was a very cool effect. And then the the fight scene. Hey, that big guy. Did anybody think that the real tall one that was going hand to hand with them was the same guy who was from the bar? Uh, mm-hmm. Episode uh, one of season one. You know which one? The one that was the Tate human... Fletcher. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Did he have the big? Because Tate Fletcher has he like had... never shaved his beard. He has so. some face. He had some facial hair, but it wasn't anywhere near that kind of length. I'd have to rewatch. But he was I definitely... didn't really pay attention to him. He was a shaved head dude. It looked like they could have just thrown makeup on him and have him do it again. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, so. I didn't really notice. I just noticed, like you guys were saying, those like. When we thought we were gonna get more, more Boba Fett, because they kept zooming in on the bucket, mm-hmm. and even in the in the crash, it, you know, when he when the the little uh, I don't know what the aliens call, but it looked like Tito from Force Awakens, the one mm-hmm. that stole BB-8. Mm-hmm. You know, when he has Tiny with a knife, mm-hmm. and he's looking at the wreckage. You know, when he's like, "Take whatever you want," you know, and it, it zooms in right on the bucket. But right, it's like like Give me the jet pack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was so. Mm-hmm. That was so funny. The Wiley Coyote Acme yep. Rocket yep. scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was so <laughs> hilarious. And like yeah. the un, the intentional but not like overplayed comedy of him just with Tiny in his arm, and they're just watching him. And Tiny's like, "This is fun." He's like, like, ah! mm-hmm. "Yeah, that was hilarious." They did a, this episode actually. I think highlighted a few different things, but one of them definitely for sure the uh, skill. They must have been practicing more, I think, in between. They're everyone who puppeteers Tiny. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a lot more emotions going on. They got a lot more um, interaction, facial interactions going on with people. You know, to, to show what he's thinking and what he's feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, they're definitely reaching uh, further and and doing more with Pushing that. their limits. Because mm-hmm. there's also a lot of like full, uh, full scale and even like uh, full frame action with him just... It looked it looked silly, but the way he was moving through the snow and mm-hmm. throughout the episode, right? Yeah, and he is a quick little guy. He shows mm-hmm. up. Yeah, little short legs. Yeah, and you, you know, you get moving. You ever you ever watch a little kid like run? I mean, it is almost comedic to see yep. them running. So they're they're yep. doing a really good job yep. with all that. They are. Hey, what else they did a really good job with was how his ears flapped in the breeze while he yeah. was in the swoop bike. Hair Why can't they get the hair yeah. right? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I knew Why he was is going that always so they know what they're doing. They're just not doing it. Yeah, yeah. something. Because the ears are flapping. Fat. That, you're right. That's exactly how they would flap at that <laughs> yeah. speed. Why does the hair stand so still? Product. Why? Product. Why? The product? Mm-hmm. The pro- if I had hair, I'd want that product. <laughs> a little bit of product, a little bit of desert, a lot of sun. Yep. 
attain a hold from the galaxy well, far away. Well, well we find mm. out that, you know, because the sand is coarse, it's rough, and it gets everywhere. It gets in the hair, holds it tight. It's like a volumizer, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> me yeah. I mean, we, we can explain it away. I'm good with that. <laughs> Not satisfactory. Yeah, well, at all. We can do it. It's awful. Anyway, um, but yeah, the, the, the skill that they have, they have definitely grown their skills in puppeteering tiny. It's very, and you see it, uh, you see all the different emotions play out in this episode, which is when the laughing at the, the bandit that held onto the Jeff hack and came mm-hmm. falling to its death, you know, and then the look that he turned to give Mando and that little smirk, that little snort, that mm. <laughs> kind of thing that he did. And then Mando going, yep. The little, head, know, nod the little like head nod thing. Like, yeah, <laughs> yep. Um, and then, you know, again, the eggs, we just mentioned that with his face pressed up against it, all that, then how afraid he was when all the spiders came busting mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. you know they they are really doing a good job showing all those emotions especially when the one's place. crawling on his head he's just like flipping out yeah you know? <laughs> yeah that was that I mean props to them they're they just keep getting better and better and better so that's a fun <laughs> takeaway for for this ginger like you too yeah we got ginger the mando dog uh here guarding us while we record so don't mind that in the background <laughs> um Another thing I want to talk about, why is it right now we are two for two on the seasons when episode two of the season, the Razor Crest gets a bad deal. Yep. What is happening? Hmm. Is this, is this something we're going to keep seeing every, well, every my year? bet says you will see a lot of similarities. Oh, uh, here we go. Season two ev- or episode go. two of every season that we're going to see the Razor Crest get the bad rap or yeah. the bad deal every time. Is that what's happening? <laughs> Pretty but, rough too. Dude, mm-hmm. the fight, I'd like that they, they took the, um, razor crest into atmosphere to show what it can do mm-hmm. because in space, it's a little hard to tell, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it's doing and maneuvers in, in atmosphere is definitely a lot mm-hmm. cooler to watch. Um, it's a lot more exciting and it, and those are some cool moves. I mean, they mentioned oh, yeah. that Mando was a good pilot. And he got to yeah. got to show some of that off. Yeah, and they really pulled off too. Like uh, again, we're on we're watching a TV show, but we're getting cinema quality mm-hmm. action effects and sound effects. Like when when it does that little drop into the clouds, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just that World War Two sounding, just roar. You know, I mean that plane falling out yeah, of the sky I sound. Mean, yeah, everything on every in the show is top notch. Yeah. Still, and it was so. I mean, this is the Star Wars. I mean. We're so used to Star Wars on the big screen, but right now this is the only Star Wars we're getting, and so they're not holding anything back anywhere. And obviously we saw that with a gallery, how much TLC, Mm -hmm. every Mm -hmm. level is put into the show. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that fight scene was really cool. And I don't know if it was a uh, a purposely done nod, but one thing I really focused on on the chase was uh, when the camera zooms in real quick to the Razor Crest, and it reminded me of when it does that on Attack of the Clones, when the when the, mm-hmm. the battle happens, uh, with the, when the clones first yep. come out and they zoom in on the clone mm-hmm. trips, uh, ships, and I remember listening to the commentary behind the scenes that like, oh, we kept doing those zoom ins to it showed like more like, oh, it's a real, you know, a camera is really following these plane, you know, and I don't like I, said, I don't know if that was done on purpose, but it's just one of those things that reminded me of, you know, that that's connecting all these things together. Yeah, which we got a lot of connections to uh, different Star Wars universes in this episode. And other movies too, I think. Well, there's a, there's going to be Easter eggs through all yeah. of it, uh, as some kind of tie-in. The um, 
the clouds in that fight scene, by the way, were something to, to really look at. Like if they didn't find those out, like in real life, if somebody created those, my hat's off to them mm-hmm. because this might sound weird. I stare at clouds a lot <laughs> because <laughs> when you're doing artwork for people and they want, you know, scenario or scenes of landscapes and stuff like that, making a clouds that look believable or realistic um, can make or break something when you do for, for someone. And I was really impressed with those. So they were, if they're not real, which they very well could be, of course, but if those clouds in that scene, that fighting scene, uh, flying scene weren't real, if it was crafted by someone amazing, mm-hmm. amazing work. Oh, for yeah. that. And we're not even getting to the X-wing pilots. We get the return of Trapper Wolf. Yep. Yep. <laughs> And a new, a new pilot, Captain Carson Teva, uh, as he's credited on IMDb. And he is played by a character, or a, an actor who I would like to watch, have been watching on a completely different show called Kim's Convenience. And this guy, um, what was his name, Joey? I'm bringing it up right now. <laughs> I can't remember his name, which is horrible. But, but I love his acting. His he's also a huge Star Wars fan, member of the 501st with several... Uh, imperial costume so right yeah yeah i just I, I found that out this week too when when everyone was talking about his cameo on there so yeah his name's paul sun hyun paul sun hyun lee yeah paul sun yun lee yes great great he did a great job too i mean you know i'm sure a feloni who showed up again as trapper wolf right mm-hmm. was happy to have somebody that had some more acting skills maybe to help him along <laughs> a little bit and was excited about being a, a X-Wing pilot. Could bring that real monotony to being an X-Wing pilot, right. <laughs> like Filoni <laughs> talked about. We got you a get runner. in the seat and you just want to be excited, but yeah, you get, we got a runner. Yeah. <laughs> I really was totally uninterested yeah. in what they're doing. Yeah. yeah, and you know, as a guy that's building his own X-Wing pilot costume right now, I really wanted to get a better look at his helmet because there's a different one than last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carson had what looked like Filoni's helmet or similar. Yeah, but Filoni had something that's more like, like military green and and uh, had the uh, rebel logo on the ear. But then uh, somebody said that they saw like there's an actual sketch of a wolf on his on his helmet. But I couldn't tell. I tried mm-hmm. watching it, but, mm-hmm. but that dialogue is like the rebel pilot. They're like <laughs> like space cops right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, so funny. <laughs> that <laughs> scene read like Highway Patrol. Yeah, 100%. yeah I know, right? <laughs> right. And I love how. The- uh, can you switch to channel two? Yeah, we do that all the time. S <laughs> <laughs> foils. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, crap. yeah. What a great like seeing that from the outside of the cockpit. Oh, like, I know. You never like you never feel the tear that that would bring to somebody in the movies when you see those open up. Yeah. Like Casey's watching. Like I don't get it. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That yeah. means the business ends yeah. about to yeah. come out. That's, yeah. that's the equivalent of pulling out a, a gun. Yeah. yeah, that's the Jedi putting their lightsaber on the table and saying, this is how we're going to negotiate. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it was just, yeah, the whole, that whole dialogue was just really funny because, um, you know, it's like, oh, you know, sign us a ping. Oh, I can't. I don't got that. Oh, I can't. You know. I don't but, have that equipment installed. But um, We can wait. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard people kind of like, oh, if he didn't know what Jedi were, he gives them the may the force be with you. And it's funny how they do that. A lot of, you know, Catholic and friends. With and you, friends. Yeah. yeah. That was hilarious. That made me laugh. And be with yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I was thinking, and I've heard this before too, was like that right now, like may the force be with you in this era to certain characters that, you know, don't know Jedi. Is, that sounds like something to be um, like. Well, the the rebellion used it a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's probably just like a mm-hmm. little, you know, 
you know, it's in, just in our known world, throughout the galaxy you know, is the saying for the New Republic. Without yeah. like, what is the force? I don't know, man. They just say it. Just say it. Like, so they go away. You, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> but yeah, that whole scene and yeah, the the S boils and it's funny how the rebellion or the New Republic still has really bad speakers and transmission because that thing sounded like the chatter from uh, New Hope. To mm-hmm. me, yeah. Just mm-hmm. a really. I had to watch it the second time with subtitles just so I can I understand what they're saying more. Yeah. yeah. I did like that Filoni had a lot more dialogue in here and it was, it was pretty funny to, to hear it all and, and see it all in there. I wonder how many times he's going to, he's going to show up yeah. during this. If he's going to be uh, one of those X-Wing pilots that just happens to be there since they did mention that they're going to be patrolling that area more looking for Imperials, that that's what they're doing there. So maybe those guys will be around some more. Well, there could be, I, I, I would be great if he jumped in and we saw him pop in. I think it'd be fun the reoccurring character, and especially after Filoni maligned about I have to do it, and then to make him do it even more, I'm like, oh yeah, make him do it more. <laughs> he's good at it. He yeah. did well. Yeah. So, so that knowing that he's driving and in, in, in front of the camera or um, and going, oh man, I don't want to be here. That's even better for me. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Like you said, when he mentioned he didn't want to do it during gallery, but. Um, it's like, and I was thinking, it's like, well, once you put that costume on, it's like, well, if you need me again for an episode, I'll go. I guess I could do it. You know, mm-hmm. you know I just want to put it on again. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Secretly, he's like holding the ring. Like, why shouldn't I be the star of the next Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get a Trapper Wolf comic series. Yeah. One of these days. Oh, you know, somebody's already working on that. <laughs> yeah. Taika Waititi's like, can I make a Trapper Wolf movie <laughs> just to mess with him? <laughs> Here's the script. What do you think? No. You see him trying to pitch it to Filoni. No, 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 no. Because <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Speaking of uh, more of Filoni here, uh, I want to talk about the spiders and the tie to Rebels mm-hmm. and the spiders in there. Mm-hmm. There's um, an earlier tie than Rebels, too. Which one? Very early. The spiders. spiders. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Came in very early into Rebels. Oh. Well, they're uh, they're a Ralph McQuarrie sketch for Empire Strikes Back mm-hmm. for like Hoth, oh. like okay. Hoth creatures. Yep, I did not know that. Wow, goes back even further. And they and they came out too. Uh, it was mentioned in the the Dark Empire book, which you know was tra- transferred over to a graphic novel. So they had the artwork for that in the graphic novel. So um, yeah, but the, yeah, they, they looked a lot like the spiders on a Rebels, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just not, it was a nice nod to so many things, but a lot of people really caught that Ralph McQuarrie. Mm-hmm. But the yeah, first thing I thought was Rebels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's yeah. yeah. I didn't realize it came from a, another thing. But you know, on on the upside for the Mando, it wasn't the same type of spiders because these spiders were you know getting <laughs> blown up by the shots. He was able to kill them with just blasting them. But the mm-hmm. ones in Rebels, you know, they they're were, like rocks. Well, yeah, much. you couldn't. <laughs> Not even the lightsabers, I think, were really hurting him very much unless you shot him in the eye or something yeah. on that one. So Hit at least he nose. caught a break there. But thanks to Tiny again and his <laughs> hungry little stomach running around, <laughs> finding eggs everywhere to eat, you know, got them into that trouble. But the scene was beautifully done, I thought, too. I mean, that that building tension from um, when you see that one spider egg in the foreground after Tiny mm-hmm. eats that that one, the only one he got to eat and all the little spiders coming out, that tension building up pretty quick was pretty. Oh yeah. yeah. And everybody's calling. And I, I noticed it right away. But I'm like, dude, that's alien, you Mm -hmm. know? Oh yeah. 
with a pod. The face the- huggers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've had a lot of comments from people who, after seeing this episode, are like, okay, now I need a like Star Wars horror movie. <gasps> like, you know, find a derelict ship and, you know, floating in the outer, outer rim or something and make it a horror movie. And mm. After seeing this episode, you're like, yeah, that, that would be good. It could be done. Ginger wants it real bad. Yeah, she sees a gecko outside or something. She sees Frog Lady outside. Okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> but, no, and it's funny because I, I kind of mentioned Frog Lady, which, you know, she was in that little that little bath with a bobbing for eggs. I, I thought uh, Tiny was going to, like, literally like bob for apples with the eggs. For <laughs> I mean, he, he tried. He tried. He wanted to. to. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Wags the finger. Yeah. No. <laughs> we got a lot of good Mando dad scenes. Yeah. In this, oh yeah. In this episode, him trying to be anyways. Yeah. 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 I think it' interesting uh, how they keep showing the level of technology and the level of knowledge that people have to have just to be in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Mando gets back and and you know finds Pele in the cantina there. And uh, she ends up being the translator for this frog lady, who's the passenger for this episode. Yeah. Um, to hear them doing like the frog croaking and like very seriously doing it was, you know, you try. It made me want to laugh. But I mean, what else are you going to do if that's how how things are? That's how things are. Yeah, I like when Din's like she said all that after they conversed, oh, and she's like, eh, like I paraphrase. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I I. You know, since episode or chapter five, and then you know chapter nine, I've been a fan of this character, but man, she was one of the top highlights of this episode. Just, I mean, her comedy, her just she knows a lot. I mean, obviously, like when she's trying to <laughs> sorry about that, uh, set up the uh, you know the frog lady that oh her husband's seen Mandalorian's coverts, mm. uh, you know where he's at, but you need to get him there. But just the whole then the thing with the um, the way she's betting the the giant ant, which kind of jumping back at the end of the episode once it said directed by Peyton Reed, five o'clock in the morning, five thirty, whatever. Now I laughed out loud <laughs> because I went back to that Sabak game. I'm like Peyton Reed, or I went back to the giant ant playing Sabak because Peyton Reed, you know, for those keeping score, directed yep. Ant Man yep. and Ant Man Two. Yep. Uh, okay. Oh, so now there's a right. giant ant. So I, just, I was about I was about to bring up I was like the giant ant and the talking gecko totally brought me out of the Star Wars universe for a while like yeah. yep. it wasn't until like the X wings came back where I was like okay like I saw the giant ant I saw the talking gecko and I was like what the hell's going on <laughs> then I'm going to just imagining production meetings on Ant Man's like all right we're going to have this giant ant playing the drums now we're on Mandalore we're going to have this giant ant playing Sabak and I was just that was I don't know if that was a purpose not or not it had to have been had to have been yeah. but i was just rolling that was yeah. hilarious i didn't even make that comment. oh yeah i yeah. did i'm like oh my god there it is right there and, I, and i'll do the udi right now did the... yeah great that was yeah. that was yeah, a great you, little game you, you sit back and you're like well done well done and speaking of well done we find out that uh paley doesn't like well done uh, <laughs> yeah uh, great 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 yeah great she's dragon. not a rodian who apparently like well done they like a well yeah. done yeah but and another nut and this going to galaxy's edge the thing was cooked on a a yep. pod race engine. Yep. Like yeah. they do the Ronto roasters. By a oh, treadwell droid from yeah. A New Hope. Yeah, yeah. lots yeah. of callbacks in that one. Yeah. And I instantly wanted a Ronto rep. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> I you get one in Florida. You don't get one. Yeah, you can. No, you can. In Florida, you got to fly a little bit. 
No hyperspace for you. I'm going to January. Sublight nah, suit only. <laughs> Sublight suit only. Yeah. Sublight. So, but the frog lady played by the same um, actor who played Quill was yeah. in the same Misty suit as Rojas. Quill. Mm. Yeah, I don't think that's will be the last we see from her. Probably not. She'll probably be around uh, the Mandalorian for many seasons to come. Playing different characters. But she'll mm-hmm. for sure be. I, I think now I'm starting to think that going back to the trailer, um, the two people that we see him uh, guiding at the, in the water planet is going to be that frog lady and probably the frog man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her husband mm-hmm. that she's, that he's guiding. Yeah. Uh, that's, I'm, I'm willing to bet a lot. Of yeah. I, I think at, at this point that is a fair bet. Yeah. Yeah. So watching them. Uh, so what I was trying to say earlier before we got sidetracked, uh, watching the fact that he could not speak her language, even though he knows a bunch of different languages, clearly knows how to, yeah he knows and he knows different languages and stuff like that and then pele knows a different set of languages but it just i think that goes to show that there is a ton of things that people need to know just to survive and even still there's still communication barriers there's still all kinds of stuff that they have to deal with and people find a way to communicate well like she did she saw the the dead zero droid mm-hmm. in the ship and reprogrammed them and used them as a translator, which was a really cool scene. Yep. Oh yeah. And even kind of gives that little, you know, kick in the nuts to Mando's like, Oh, I've, I've always heard Mando Mandalorians kept their words and mm-hmm. were, mm-hmm. you know, people of honor. I guess those are stories for kids. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> blow, that blow. was the knife being dug yeah. in there. Just ch- the Mandalorians are just children's stories. Mm. And then even tiny looks at Mando's like, is that true? <laughs> <laughs> In his little Mando cuddles. Right. But that wake at waking, that voice that just coming across real loud. All oh, yeah. Of a sudden too, man. Talk about a Wake up, situation. Mando. You're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was wondering how come they showed him at the the recap. That was the first mm-hmm. thing they showed in the recap. Yeah, me too. Me too. Oh, okay. And we had a couple episode six references in this a episode lot, too. A lot, actually, mm-hmm. yeah. That was, that was the whole reason of the, the pilots. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. The um, very end scene where... They're getting swarmed by all the spiders, you know, um, and it, it's that classic, like, how are they going to get out of the situation? Mm-hmm. And just when you think they're about to get out, it gets worse. <laughs> yeah. That big giant spider comes mm-hmm. down and then you hear that familiar sound. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, again, a, a, a thing where sound effects and memory, you know, play a part in it. You hear that X-wing just laser blast coming out. You're like, what on? Where is that yeah. coming mm-hmm. from? Well, even before that, going back to the music that you brought yeah. up, how good the music was. This it episode. was like the victoric rise yeah, of the out. Razor Crest, and mm-hmm. then bam, and it goes the uh, <laughs> and then it's like the oh yeah, it was yeah, perfect yeah. use of like everything, sound effects, the music, everything was perfect. Then, like you said, then all hope is lost. We got really cool uh, flamethrower scenes too. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, that yep. was super but, cool. Uh, yep. Yeah, but then when the rebels show up. Again, but yeah, the a lot of good weapons in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> those uh, those uh, Rebel Alliance New Republic uh, rifles, those are powerful, apparently, mm-hmm. and accurate. Yeah, so, <laughs> accurate. Not, yeah, they. I I can only imagine uh, how they landed. Like I in my, I have to construct the scene in my head because. I hear the you hear the X wing shots coming in, taking out the giant spider that just dropped the <laughs> poor Razor Crest on its ass yet again. Mm-hmm. Um, taking out that giant thing, it's clearly it's the X wing uh, blasters, right? But then the pitch changes, and you hear different blasters, but they don't 
all change at once. You still hear some X-wing blasts, and then the pitch hears, but you hear it. Yeah, goes back and mm-hmm. forth until finally it's just the two different blasters. Yeah, you can tell so, the one lands first while the other ones. So they probably right. had to come in like came single in, file. Fire that game. Well, cause they came in through the hole, and they yeah. probably came in through that hole because that's where Mando threw the the uh, explosions. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and that probably caught their eye. That smoke coming up, they're like, "Well, let's go see what's happening down there." <laughs> mm-hmm. Can't imagine it's anybody else but him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they end up wandering in there, and. Yeah, come in single file. One fires, lands. The other one's still covering fire. The guy gets out. He starts shooting. The other one lands, and he starts shooting. And that's exactly what I what I envisioned just from hearing the sound, which I think yeah. is so cool that if you sit there and and can dissect it, the sound itself plays out to support what you're seeing next. I think that's awesome, and I and I really think that they put that kind of thought into it too. So, oh, absolutely. Well, hey, hats off to that too. That's that stuff was great. I love seeing that, and the fact that these guys not only can fly the the X wings, but they are marksmen too. I mean, mm-hmm. they were they were dead on shooting everything. Bullseye and Womprat. Yep, <laughs> yeah. yep, yep. And then the conversation that uh, they had afterwards. Now, I went from liking them to going, these guys are kind of jerks. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, right. yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of foreshadowing how like the New Republic is so easy. They're what we, you know, they're 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 really passive. They're really just like you can tell why they they lost. Their yeah, the galaxy I kind so of thought the same thing too. When it comes to the Force Awakens, you you understand now why there's the Resistance and the New Republic. The New Republic's arrogant. They don't think anybody can beat them. They don't give a crap about anybody. And that's kind of what you felt from these pilots. Like you know, a Rebel Alliance pilot would have been like, "Sure, let me help you. We'll get you out of here." You know, help the Alliance. We're fighting the Empire. They're like, "Suck it. Hope you don't die." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. But, fix that. Fix that thing, and then uh, yeah. We're but out. the like you said, the dialogue. You know, oh, you know, we we got records of you apprehending uh, prisoner number blah blah blah, which was Quinn. Mm-hmm. So he let him escape. Mm-hmm. But we also got records of you with the three that he left there, plus the uh, trying to save uh, Lieutenant Davin. Yeah. yeah. And so that's why, but it's funny. He's like, well, you can have the bounty on it, but can you help me? No. You know? Yeah. <laughs> we just won't arrest you. Yeah. We won't and get that fixed or we won't mess with you again. <laughs> yeah. F- some, uh, future Mandalorian bar trivia though. Did you catch the name of the, uh, correctional ship? No. Oh, I forget. Dang it. Good. Or new Republic something. I don't know. The Bothan five. Really? Mm-hmm. Is that a reference to a band? <laughs> <laughs> maybe in a, maybe in the galaxy, but yeah, no. It's a little nod to uh, the many Bothans who died to bring yeah. us this information. Oh, mm-hmm. do we know what Bothans look like? Uh, in the expanded universe, they look like cousin It from the Adams family, almost. Really? Originally, but then they kind of changed them, and now they just look like smaller, not as long-haired Wookies. It kind of depends on whose art you look at, but they're really hairy and weird looking. <laughs> okay. All righty. Would explain why the <laughs> Empire was blasting them left and right. Okay. Another thing I want to say, kind of like foreshadowing the uh, the new the resistance was as they're flying out and going back to music again. I really noticed a small, a slow, subtle version of March of the Resistance as they're flying out, hmm. uh, which was kind of. It was cool, but then kind of weird because it's like we got no any traces of any Star Wars uh, music from season one, even like any Force theme when we first see Yo- Baby Yo- Tiny, sorry, hmm. uh, use the Force. But it was weird that we got the 
the March of the Resistance, in my opinion. I don't know if you, if you guys listen to it, let me know what you think. But I, I really got uh, that that it was that. I'm gonna have to pay closer attention to, the, to that part of it next time I watch it because I am gonna watch it again. I'm sure. Oh, so, uh, Frog Lady and Eggs are safe. Mando's flying out in a and the Razor Crest. It was making me think of like an old car compared to a new car these days. You know what I mean? <laughs> because with an old car, when you know what it is, you don't have to be super tech savvy. So Mando doesn't have to be super tech savvy to be able to repair the Razor Crest because it's older, requires a lot less things to be able to travel. Like an old car has a lot less moving parts. You can actually get away with probably getting it to go with 50% of those moving parts. And... <laughs> new vehicles, new tech, new new spaceships, whatever that have a bunch of stuff. Nope, can't do that with those. Yeah, I mean, if I in real life can rig up with a piece of string uh, to open up a carburetor to make a seventy-two Benz run, <laughs> I, I'm going to equate the two. It's like, okay, well, here's my piece of string that'll get me the accelerator. And then if you try to do that today, no way. Yeah, that's no way you're doing that today. Yeah. So for anybody who, who says, how is he going to fix all that stuff with just a little welder thing? He doesn't have to fix it all. He just needs to fix just enough to <laughs> mm-hmm. get going. He said he's got to put all the pressure in the cockpit yep. and everything else was obviously open. Yep. But. <laughs> and then I thought, well, all that stuff's going to fly off in space. He didn't, didn't even tie it down. And, and then I answered my own question because the spiders were very busy. They webbed the entire side, yeah. <laughs> the entire inside. <laughs> mm-hmm. Of the Razor Crest. So nothing is going anywhere for anybody who's going to bring that up. And how did that stuff stay? That's how it stayed. Mm-hmm. It's answered. The spiders did him a favor and yeah. webbed it all in place. Yep. So all his cargo, all his stuff in there is not going anywhere. Um, and they're going to limp to whatever the Trask was. That? Trask. Trask. Yeah. Trask. Yeah. They're going to limp there. So um, I think that. Unless there's something outstanding well, that I can't that I can't think about. I mean, those are like the main highlights. Uh, of, yeah, of just this just props to D. Bradley Baker for voicing the passenger with oh, his uh, right. frog clicks. Who, for those who don't know, is um, from Clone Wars, Rebels, uh, all that stuff. He's Rex, the clones, <laughs> the Bad Batch, mm-hmm. <laughs> them all. No, um, now I have more of a question. Like, do you think? We're getting closer to Tiny talking because, I mean, there's plenty of times where it sounds like he's trying to get some words out, mm-hmm. you know, when he's when he was trying to tell Mando or, the, you know, that, oh, lady's taking a bath or, you know, something's she happening left, around yeah. here. Yeah. There's definitely more babbling than mm-hmm. just little cooing sounds that yeah. he's doing. Um, yeah, more of an effort to communicate a right. lot more. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so I, I don't know how far that can get played out considering his growth is incredibly slow. So I don't know if we're going to see a whole bunch of that. I kind of hope not. <laughs> like, I don't want to hear him talk. Right. Because then, then it's the question of how does he talk? <laughs> That's true. <sighs> does he talk like Yoda? Does he talk like normal people? Because yeah. he's just around, not normal, but, you know. Yeah. Normal galactic because that's what That's what he hears Din most. say, yeah. Right. Yeah. So he's just talking a whisper. Mm-hmm. He's going to come out. <laughs> I watch him eggs. But I do like the interesting things they keep doing with the language. So, all the different languages. Yeah, and I, I kind of want to go back real quick to, uh, and we're talking about like the detail, the language, and everything that everything in the show is putting in. Uh, found out that um, 
one of the sand people from chapter nine is actually a deaf actor and she worked and helped him out with the sign language to come up with a new language just so it's just not a bunch of you know hand Weird signals and stuff movements. they actually were uh, she was helping them develop a language for the sand people which is super cool and like i said just shows the detail and love that everybody's putting on the show and i thought that was pretty amazing plus it's something that'll be kept uh for things to be consistent just like they came up with arabish you mm-hmm. know for the language and it stays consistent with whatever they print anything up um, I think that's super cool, yeah, that they're going to have that so they can keep that as a consistent way that they show that the same people communicate. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Yeah, so like I said, uh, we not probably not, in my opinion, the best episode, but still a enjoyable episode, I thought. You know, uh, some people are already calling it, you know, already a filler. A filler. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you know anything about both, you know, Favreau, Filoni, even Lucas, Wait for it. You know, the, mm-hmm. it's a draw, long, drawn-out uh, deal. So, But it was still, as whatever faults this episode had, it was still, in my opinion, pretty enjoyable. I mean, even as much filler as episode two was, we got calls back later to both Quill, the Mudhorn, and um, those things. So even, even the littlest things could still come back and, and be relevant to the story by the end of the season. Uh, the one thing that we haven't mentioned right now is the use of the volume in this episode with all the frozen all over the place. I was having a tough time when I finally was over just watching it and starting to you know watch it a few more times to dissect it. Um, I was starting to have a pretty hard time figuring out exactly when is this a sound. I mean, there was only there's... one time where I thought for sure I saw it, and it's because like the depth of the the hole or the doorway was off a little and I was like, okay, that's a wall right there. <laughs> and then they keep moving. I'm like, oh crap, I lost it. I don't know where anything <laughs> is. Yeah. But they did a good job of uh making it very hard to tell. Now that their secret is out, I think they're gonna be working even harder to yeah. make it hard to tell that it's in the volume when they're recording. Because I'm I'm actively looking for it. I mean we all knew we'd be actively looking mm-hmm. for it. So it's becoming pretty difficult to <laughs> to see where it's where the where it starts, where does it end? It's they're doing a great job with that. They're still still doing it, so that's awesome. I can't wait to see where they keep going with it. So, do we have anybody have any questions or comments? We do, because I'm starting to put out these posts uh, after each episode, and I'm I'm labeling them as spoiler posts because you know what's what's the fun in talking about something and like, well, I don't want to say it yet or wait three days. It's like. If you're listening to us, you've seen the episode, you have your thoughts. So, right. Um, right. We're going to do this every week. And uh, I know the first person that gave us a comment even has a hot take, and he's on this table right now. So the first comment Leo. we got was the Chad Fett. And uh, I have the hottest, most beta take on the entire Mandalorian season. You'll hear it Monday on the new podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, you'll hear it Sunday because I'm going to try to get it out tonight. But. Oh, snap. So, uh, yeah, if you want to let us know what that is. Chad, you have something to say. Do you have a hot take, Chad? I have a hot take and you're all going to hate it. <laughs> Sweet. If you thought The Force Awakens was bad because it was too much of a copy of A New Hope, then you can't like The Mandalorian anymore. <laughs> because Season 2, Episode 1 and 2... Follow closely season one's episode one and two. 
<laughs> Think about it. <laughs> I get, I got like halfway through this episode and I'm putting all these parts together and I was like, son of a gun. <laughs> o- opens on an off-world planet. He fights a bunch of gangsters, kills one with a whipcord. And that's just through the intro. <laughs> Think about okay. it. Both episodes right. one introduce a gunslinger and familiar but different armor. <laughs> He's on a quest to find something or somebody. At least he hasn't been quested, though, this episode. <laughs> yeah, that's God. true. We didn't hear, I'm on a quest. I've been quested. I've been quested to transfer this frog lady around. <laughs> yeah. Both episodes, one, finish with a, a little trail with a familiar character with Tiny and Boba Fett. Uh, season two is episode two. Obviously, they're both a little filler. They both revolve around eggs. They both have giant monsters that he fights. <laughs> the Razor Crest gets knocked up in both, and they have repair montages in both. <laughs> so next episode, what are we going to see? Hmm. There's going to be Mandalorians. They're going to come out of the woodwork and join him in fight. That, no, that is a great take because... Uh, frog and I'm, we're calling her Frog Lady. That's what INDB has li- her listed as, Frog Lady. Mm-hmm. We're going to meet her husband, which we see that in the trailer, uh, a wide shot. Maybe there's a covert on whoever water planet they're on. Well, maybe that's a planet where Sasha Banks pops up, as it looks similar. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's a connection to finding the covert. Not saying she is a Mandalorian, mm-hmm. but maybe she might know of a certain Mandalorian who once wielded the dark saber in the past. Mm-hmm. I want to know how they're going to reconcile the fact that in Rebels we had Mandalorians who take off their helmets constantly, and now we're in a state where Rebel where we Mandalorians might not take off their helmets. So I'm thinking the answer to that lies in. That was pre-Empire. They weren't as hunted as much. They weren't as feared as much. Now, post-Empire, after the Empire has... What they're alluding to is they eradicated Mandalore, took the Darksaber. So all the Mandalorians have fled or in hiding. So protect their identities. They don't remove their helmets. So that when they do and they walk away, that like nobody's going to come hunting them, following them, because nobody knows who they are. But that's why he says, once you take off the mask, you can never put it back on again. The helmet. Or, yeah, once you take the helmet off, you can't put it back on again because then you're known and people are going to find you. So I think that kind of explains why this new era of Mandalorians are strictly helmets on 100% of the time. That makes sense, and that's why we have hashtag AskChad. There you go. Maybe it's just that the Mandalorians he knows are that way. And also, that that different would different clan of Mandalorians. Yeah, I, I could like the Rens who did I could it. do that one too. It's just confusing because this group is Death Watch, Bo Katan, Previsla. They were all Death Watch, and they all took their helmets off. Yep. So it's a little wishy washy. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd like an answer for that. So, Chad, <laughs> I like my idea right that, there. I like I that hot take, hot take number two. <laughs> all right. Hot off the hot take of what happens on uh, chapter 10 or 9. Mm-hmm. But uh, we, we did get more comments. So we got uh, the punster. Uh, shout out my co-host on Disney Universe. He doesn't count. <laughs> He's Canadian. Don't even read it. <laughs> All right. So next after we have is... Mar- <laughs> so what he wrote is, bit of a snoozer. Yeah. He- oh, oh, oh. Canadian. Canadian. <laughs> um, yeah, he texted me like, that was kind of boring. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Did he take a nap along with him? He might have. didn't wake up? He might have been it, on did a... Did he miss the action? Is Mando naps. But uh, then we also got comment from Marcus Butler. Uh, filler episode. So we kind of brought that up. Uh, 
So a lot of people are saying that. I, I get it, but you know, it is an eight episode season, one long story. So uh, yeah, we'll see where we go. And we also got a comment from this one show called Leaving Today Podcast. Mm. And I believe that was probably most likely Mark. Mm-hmm. And what's up, Mark? So he wrote, eh. And I can hear his voice in my head. Eh, this mm-hmm. this one didn't move the oh, this one didn't move the story forward anywhere. I think there were some cool elements, but nothing happened. I like to see Tiny use his powers more. Hopefully, uh, episode eleven brings it. Chapter eleven brings it. So, mm-hmm. and then we also got a comment from Piston Cup Champ. It was a decent episode, but like everyone is saying, it doesn't push the story forward. I guess after the first episode being so awesome, you got to expect uh, filler. Tiny eating eggs was pretty funny, though. The spider thing seemed like a nod to Aliens face huggers, which mm-hmm. was cool. Not a horrible episode, but not one of the best. So that's kind of like the main consensus going around, I guess. I mean, episode one's a real hard act to follow when yeah. it's 51-minute long cinematic. Like oh, oh, like we mentioned last time, it's almost its own standalone movie, so it's really hard to follow that act up with something that's comparable or better. Yeah, and like um, I was bringing up is too, is like... Uh, you know, when we're done with the seasons, dude, we can even get like just one hour long, you know, movies, maybe every couple years or some kind of like a meanwhile and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we also, and we didn't get a comment, but uh, we got a message from F Cube. Uh, he wrote, great episode of Arachnophobia. <laughs> my, my least favorite episode so far. I was waiting for Hagrid to come and save them. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, that, and that's a Harry Potter uh, reference yeah. to... Uh, uh, Chamber Secrets, the big spider scene where they're chasing them in the forest. So, I mean, I don't get why you're talking about Harry Potter when did you know we lost over 500,000 space marines on Clendatu to the bugs? Like, come on, guys. <laughs> I know, right? I, yeah, I've heard space. Uh... Do you want to know more? <laughs> on Big K. Yeah. The only good K. bug is a dead bug. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was I'm doing my part. Starship yeah, Trooper. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Off tangent. Woo! <laughs> And those are, that is it for our comments on this episode. Keep them up. We love them. And, uh, yep. Thanks for commenting. I don't think I love those comments, actually. <laughs> no well, offense, we love the interaction. No offense, guys. I'm glad we, you guys we, are talking. We need some more hot takes. But, uh, <laughs> uh, my, my thing is, I think we saw some pretty good action, honestly. Yeah. Um, the, fight, the fight was great at the beginning. Mm-hmm. The flight. The flight. Yeah. Fly to the Razor Crest and how yeah. that got handled was super exciting to bum, see. Bum, 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 um, yeah. I think the tension that got built up with the spiders and all that stuff mm-hmm. was really mm-hmm. great, too. Yeah. Um, seeing Trapper Wolf again, that was great. Oh, yeah. it was good. Uh, watching Tiny's little, almost little, uh, not so better side, getting <laughs> the, better, get the better of him this whole time was fun to watch, too. Somebody uh, texted um, me and was like, oh, we're getting a, a teenage uh, Tiny now. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he's still cuter than a teenage baby Groot <laughs> or a teenage Groot. Mm. In the, the episode. No, they, even like I said, we, we, we really get down on certain episodes. Uh, but even in the worst episode where is it feels bad saying worse, but, you know, the, the standards are so high, but they're still enjoyable. That's the thing. Know? That's what I was about to say. The stan- They have set the standards so high that if we didn't have those standards and we'd see this out of the blue, we'd have been amazed yeah. at mm-hmm. this yeah. episode. If it had been like, hey, here's the first episode of Mandalorian you've ever seen. Wow. That would have that would have been all, that is so awesome. Mm-hmm. But because we've seen all these other things. Yeah. And like the widow in chapter four, frog lady 
is pretty badass with a small little pistol. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she was on, yeah. she's Jedi. on Save Tiny. Mm-hmm. And he's still Eater Egg after she saved yeah. him. No, what a jerk. What a jerk. Dude. I'm wondering if this is going to begin the shift away from all the people like, oh, we love Baby Yoda. Oh, and then, oh. like, he's a killer. There's so many people being like, he's a baby. D- Din Jar and some killer. chonclos to set Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. La, la, la chancla. Yeah, I know, right? Yep. That kind of reminds me, too, like, of that um, Matt the Radar Technician skit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Where they're like, Kylo Ren's a dick or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, Tiny's kind of a little dick. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um, I think that all any episodes that seem to be a little slower than the other ones, there's a reason for it. Yeah. So yeah. we'll we'll see what it is. I don't I I like to appreciate them all for what they are. So Yeah, and to kind of go off what Joe said earlier, we're gonna find there usually a reason like what you said. So I for everybody going, ah, filler, blah we we're not really getting a filler. But I, I don't feel we're gonna get a filler at all. Mm-hmm. Maybe you may feel like it, it under initial watch, but I think there will be a reason why. We already got glimpses already. We don't know where um, this will take as we saw the ties going back to episode six from the first season. Now here, and then we're going to go another step. So maybe that'll get us to Burke or whatever. I mean, we don't know. So everybody who's like, eh, filler, eh, hold your horses. If we follow my new formula. Okay. Where are we at? Quill came back to help the Mandalorian at the end of season one. Trapper Wolf and the other X-Wing pilot come back to help him at the end of That'll season be two. Cobb, Cobb Vanth. Mm-hmm. Cobb's going to be the one that comes I'm going back. with Cobb. So, I'm going with Cobb. Could be all of them. Um, I, <laughs> I don't know. Another thing I think they showed in this episode is that he's he is building up a rapport with people in certain places. Mm-hmm. Tattooing, he's obviously getting a very strong uh, connection to mm-hmm. their... And uh, the people there, not just the sand people, but Pele. Um, and the fact that he specifically said, you know, without doing hyperspace, it's super dangerous. And lo and behold, it was not friendly. And granted, the, the threat came from the New Republic, which we weren't really seeing mm-hmm. or weren't expecting, you know. But even still, it proved it correct. It proved him correct. Like it's, it's hyperspace is the way to travel because yeah. anything mm-hmm. else is dangerous for me. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, it's setting up some of those, you know, outlooks that, or certainties in the reality of what's happening. So, anything we missed? You guys want to talk about? No, I think we covered it. Um, oh, one last thing I just remembered: our Mandalorian, Mister Pedro Pascal. I found out or realized recently just how good of an actor this guy is. If oh, yeah. you think it doesn't matter to have anybody in that bucket, I mean, they said it in, in one of the behind the scenes um, that getting an actor in the suit really does matter. It really, truly does matter. And if you think he's just calling it in because he's doing the voicing and really not mm-hmm. being in the suit a lot, I just watched a movie this past week called uh, Prospect. Mm-hmm. It's on Netflix. He's He comes into that movie about halfway through. Oh, my God. The the guy can act. He is yeah. such a great yeah. actor. Um, if you haven't seen it and you need something to watch in the meantime, you have Netflix, go watch Prospect. It's Pedro Pascal is amazing in that movie. And you know, we've talked about it numerous times. You know, like you could tell when he's angry and pissed. You could tell when he's, you know, thinking. 
this episode, you could tell when he was frustrated mm-hmm. when he's trying to communicate mm-hmm. with, with Frog Pe- Lady. Yeah. And then and then also with Pele when, you know, making the deal, he's like, What now? Yeah. Okay, what now? Where's the catch? I would vouch right. for her. I've known her for ten I've yeah. known her ten minutes mm-hmm. before. Yeah. I'm a good judge of character. Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, he's a great actor. Yeah. I, everything I've seen him in has been great. So Anyways, just wanted to bring that up. I think uh think people should watch that. They'd appreciate that one. <laughs> and it is a sci-fi movie, too. So, you know, there's some of that. Not Star Wars, obviously, but something something fun to watch. Okay. So, Chapter 11 coming next week. Anything you guys hope you're going to see in Chapter 11? I'm, I, well, I'm pretty sure we all know where this is, where Chapter 11 is going to be. Is Water. going to be limping into yeah. Trask. Yeah. So, it's not going to be Mon Calamar. No. Which, I like that. We keep yeah. thinking we're going to get stuff where... Seen, but we're we're getting new stuff. Yeah, we're actually seeing more, the scope more, of the galaxy. Yeah, more than happy with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool, good. I do got one more thing. We're not getting a whole lot of news, obviously, because the season's out. We're getting merchandise, or we're getting Mando Monday on YouTube every week. But this is, has a small Mando tie-in. But did you guys see the trailer for the Lego Star Wars Life Day movie? Uh-huh. Uh, no, I haven't. The seen holiday it. special. The holiday yeah. special. Yeah. This looks. Amazing and hilarious. The voices that are on this thing is top notch and mm-hmm. sounds like some of the characters. We do get uh, uh, some of the Star Wars actors coming, Billy D. Williams and um, a couple other actors, Anthony Daniels, of course. But I mean, it, it, it's like a little time travel back to the future through the entire saga. It looks really cute. It'll be mm-hmm. entertaining. But there is even a little nod to the Mandalorian where it sounds weird, but Ray's fighting Darth Darth Vader. And in the middle of the fight, they see, like, Mando pull up on a speeder. Baby, you know, Tiny shows up. And they're both like, oh, so cute. (laughs) In the middle of this fight. Then they go back to fighting. Um, So that's that's the only reason why I brought it up, because it does have a Mandalorian tie. And it's Star Wars. It's new Star Wars. And it's a holiday special, you know. So I think it's going to be a fun little special on uh, Disney Plus coming up. Do uh, we know if uh, Filoni or Favreau are involved in that at all? Not yet. No. I, I don't think so. Uh, I don't even think it's people involved in a Lego movie since that's a different studio. Mm. This is, uh, I think this is actually from like Lego. Uh, it's it's definitely going to be more kiddie than like. Well, sure. Of mm-hmm. course, but it, I think it looks great. It looks fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, it might be a new Christmas or Life Day tradition. Yep. For the I holidays. I agree. I agree. Well, I'm definitely going to sit down with the kids and watch that one for yeah. sure. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. All right. So, Chapter 11, Waterworld. We'll see what happens there. Here we Any go. underwater shenanigans. We'll see if that happens. That'll yep. be fun, too. And uh, what man? What kind of hoops man is going to have to jump to to get his Razor Crest fixed? <laughs> <laughs> What's yep. going to have to go fight now? <laughs> yeah. And do you think we're gonna? he's actually going to find a covert this next episode? No. I'm going with no. Mm. I hope. Well, according to Chad, we, we will. But, you know. Frog husband has literally seen them. <laughs> he's yeah. a frog Mandalorian. Frog DeLorean? Frog DeLorean? No. <laughs> That's terrible. It's a creed, not a race. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Joey, edit all that out. <laughs> yeah, if we follow the formula, we're getting Mando's next episode, yep. so hold on to your butts. <laughs> we'll find out. Didn't we see the covert in the very oh my God. first you... episode last no. season? Was it... you, you saw no, the second a... season. Third. You saw the armor. That was it. That's right. No, it wasn't until no. he brought the. Um... No, he walked through all of them. 
Mm-hmm. Remember, because there was all that. Oh, that's Boba Fett in the shadows. Blah blah blah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. we saw all of them in Episode One. Yeah. <laughs> right when you said though the hold on to your butts took me to what I, I I don't think it was on purpose, but a Jurassic Park reference in this episode, and it was after the giant spider uh, fell on the Razor Crest. And there's a one scene where they're on the cockpit, and the eye kind of goes right into the window looking at him. Oh, just yeah. Just like the T-Rex. Yeah, good call. Park, so. Yeah. No, that was super cool, too. The effect of that mouth in there. You see yeah. all the teeth and stuff. And, when I, and that took me back to the razor, or the Raftar in Force yeah, Awakens. right. Yep, so. exactly that, yeah. Oh, one last thing I have to say. It was hilarious when they were doing that nosedive, and the frog lady was just screaming mm-hmm. her head off. Mm-hmm. That was so funny to yeah. watch. I was laughing, laughing. Yeah, Ginger liked it too. Chapter 11. I'm looking forward to it. Let's see if it moves the story along. Yeah. Like they're saying this one. Filler. We'll see. Anyways, I'm, I'm gonna, I know I'm going to enjoy it. I've enjoyed them all so far. So yeah. very much looking forward to it. I'll be watching it at midnight on Thursday night. How about you guys? <laughs> That's Anybody the plan. Else? I've been Chat? averaging around five in the morning. I know this this time around it took Udi all he he went through he had to go to work all day without seeing it. Yeah, Poor I'm guy. I'm Yeah, it was a bad day. I'll go, on, I'll go wake you up. <laughs> no, I had to be up early anyway. I had an earlier uh arrival time at work anyway. Mm, okay. Yep. Yeah, cuz I, I I usually set my alarm for 5:30 and I'll wake up around 6 6:15 after that. But on Fridays I'm I'm up 5 o'clock on the button. Mm. So I'll be up. Yeah. At, at midnight watching it. So. Uh, hopefully the rest of you will be able to be up at midnight watching it too. Yep. <laughs> and enjoy it and then laugh at these guys for having to wait till at least five hours before uh, they get to watch it. Oh, so. First world problems. Uh, let, them, yeah, <laughs> let them know you watched it first. <laughs> Throw it up on Instagram yep. and let Joey know. I watched it before you. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha, ha. So let us know if we missed anything you found interesting. We'll be happy to hear from you. Joey will read your comments very badly and slowly so we can work our way through that. And <laughs> I'm offended. I don't want the job, so you can still have it. Do the job. <laughs> Do the job. Oh, oh, no. You oh, did that one. You did that one. You have no one to blame but yourself. Oh, no. All right. Well. Looking forward to next week from and uh, everything there is to come after that, too. So it's been an exciting week, been an exciting episode. And with that, this clan of four is going to remind you this is the way. This, this is, is the, the way. way.